I think our voices were a little high. Our voices were a little high up on the last one, so let's try to keep it room temperature. I guess we kept it room temperature. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. I mean, so so here's the thing. I've got, I've got. Uh, boy, do I have an opening opening story oh, for everybody oh, here. An okay. opening story that happened nay twelve less than twelve Christian hours ago. <laughs> let's just say I'm not going to name the website. Let's just say that I had to inform my boss that one of the many popular fan fiction hubs, popular fan fiction hubs that also prides itself on having quote original content unquote, but honestly is mostly just fanfic and RPF. So much RPF. I didn't, I just essentially had to say, Hey, X website, this fiction website, um, has a lot of fan fiction involving real people and erotica. And they were like, oh, wow, I have two bosses. But my main boss was like, wow, that's so weird. And then they were like, but you have to show me because I just told someone that it did. So I need to make sure. And I was like, you can't just fucking take my word for it. Oh. And she's like, no, I need to. Like, she's looking at all the categories. And she's like, I don't see erotica here. And like, well, they don't label it erotica. Yeah, I was like, it's literally, <laughs> it's literally everywhere. And she's like, no, you have to show me. And so I was like, okay, maybe I can do I just, I just looked up BTS fun. That's all I did. By the way, over 15,000 hits. And I was like, so smut means erotica. And you can see here, over 15,000. I can't believe, I'm still, I think the thing I'm reeling the most yes. from is that you explained to them what smut was. I was like, I, and I as you can see, as you can see, this is, a, this is an open and shut case, boys. Open and shut. <laughs> and then my boss was like, no, I have to see it. And I was like, no, you don't. And she's like, I have to. And so I, and I just, and I want to, I want to formally apologize to Min Yoongi and Park Jimin. Who have done nothing wrong? No, yeah. Well, so like I just, I just picked a random because I was like, fine. You want to fucking see that there's a lot of content on here? So I picked a Yoonmin because it was like a daddy kink one. And let me tell you, this this <laughs> pick opens Sorry. with like here are pictures of the of the of the characters, and it's obviously just BTS members. But it says like, are they a top? Are they dominant or submissive? Are they daddy or are they baby? And I was like, this has <laughs> those to be. Those are two incidentally. Those are two wildly yeah. different. Like, and you I was can't like, just, oh I was God. like, this has to be enough for her. And she kept going. And so she starts, and it was mostly dialogue, but I guess there was some, I mean, I'm like, this is the thing. I, this site has a lot of younger writers, which is is an issue in and of itself. But I was just, I was just like, okay, I don't, I don't know what you want from me. And she literally, and I literally at one point, like, like covered my face and she was like, I don't understand why you're embarrassed by this. And she keeps scrolling, and it literally was just like, it's not that bad. Okay, so it's soft porn. Oh, so it gets hard. <laughs> and just I should hope it and does. And then she goes, okay, and closes out the tab. And then never speaks and it I'm, again. And I'm literally like, I'm, gonna, I'm literally going to fucking space. And she's like, I don't understand why this is bothering you so much. Have you never read erotic content? And I'm like, I, there is no... There is no way for me to answer this question. No, I'm, she's like, it's not like I've never seen anything, and I'm like, I, I I've don't. I've never wanted to hear. I, can I? I can't I, hear. I, a phrase. I legitimately tried to quit on the spot, <laughs> and they to, wouldn't um, let me. I want to I, unhear it. I, I, there. I'm not texting you that when you texted to me. I'm like, so did you certain, just walk out? There are certain moments in life that you can never. <laughs> You can never forget. Yeah, no. And it's gonna be one of those ones you can't walk away and, from. And today, I mean, here's the thing: the next time we're forced to sit next to each other on an airplane, I'm, I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna take her through it. I'm gonna be like, you said I didn't bond with you enough the last time, and that I was on my phone too much. So guess what the fuck we're doing this time? Core group reading. Guess what? I know, I know that, I know that you're a Yoonmin based on your previous preferences. Again, I'm so sorry, boys. I'm so fucking sorry. Like, I'm so, I'm so goddamn sorry. I mean, at least. Oh I'm- my god! And so that was my fucking. That was also today was her birthday, so I couldn't really get that <laughs> mad at her because it was her birthday. Happy birthday! Here's some daddy fucking. Yeah. Like I just I can't. And also, I think Jimin was the daddy, which I'm kind of like. First of all, don't give Jimin that kind of power. Over no, you. that's not. You can never. You can no. never give a man that kind of power <laughs> no. over you. You you just can't. Um, and second, and like, and that's the thing is, like, to her, they might as well be fictional characters because yeah, she's she so little fucking about. BTS but is. so I literally had to try to explain to her. I'm like, and so I was like, yes, my boss, this is the equivalent of watching. Or, and you might be wondering, hey, wish- where's your HR? We don't have HR. We're a startup. I, I I'm would, I'm on my fucking own on this one, buddy. Yeah, no, it's more. It's just me and my equity. <laughs> it's just me 
And, then, and I thought equity, I'm like, that's a weird name for a horse. But that's what she's doing. And I was like, right, oh, equity is a thing, but it sounds like equine. So I was like, that's an odd, like, that's just this naming is, a horse a horse I, I cannot wait when my, when the head boss throws that fucking charity event, I cannot wait to repeat this story. Line for line is the opening. God. I mean, and now, and I have that fic here with me tonight, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? <laughs> we actually got far too We have a Yugi is here tonight, ladies and gentlemen. He did not, was not told in advance what was going to be happening. Okay, let's, I, I, boys, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh I'm so God. sorry. We, good, let's just go into the fucking episode. I actually think this is a good episode to have that as the opening bit, although it was completely serendipitous. Serendipitous? Serendipitous. serendipitous. Yeah. That's a lot of syllables. But anyway, it was because, like, this is a weirdly horny episode. And, like, we've said that before, but this isn't, like, nothing particularly sexual happens this episode. But doesn't it? But it's the sort of thing where it's, like, there's a lot of kinks that are, like, not necessarily sex-based, but you kind of look at them and you know that someone's getting off on this. Okay, so here's the thing. I knew from the minute that I found out in the behind, because they somehow for some reason released the sort of behind the scenes for this episode, like, last week on Thursday, along with the previews and the sure, photos. Sure, whatever. And I was like, does, any, does anyone can care? We have, like, can we just have something resembling a regular sketch? No, never. Can we have, can we do this? I guess fucking not. Never, never, I guess ever. not. And I just... I literally was like, yeah, of course Gary's going to be brainwashing people with his nipple. I thought it was just going to be the nipple, honestly, and I was like, then like, and because that's a, I thought it was going to be like a thing. This is not this is not a fucking trope they made up. And then yeah. he had that fucking eye where his nipple was supposed to be, and I was like, okay, who the fuck is watching Dusk? Because now it's too close for comfort. I, who the fuck is watching Dusk? I, I want an apology. I want you to give Zane Holtz an apology. Every time DJ Katrona does something stupid, you have to clock that's him. That's another fucking foot in Nick Zano's ass. That's fair. I swear to God, I I can't do. Okay, so it was the fourteenth episode of the fourth season, which is buck wild because we only have two episodes left after this one to settle all and this a bullshit. And and what are we this calling this? Gaze on ice. Yes. Gaze, G A Y S, not gaze like to look at. Gaze as in what we are. Yes. Okay. And what, and they sure were on ice. I actually was just editing the episode for 413 before we recorded this. Sorry, I, I, I had like a that. weird Homestuck synapse flare up yeah, in my okay. fucking brain. Why, what happened? 413 is like an, a major oh, Right, right, right. I'm so sorry. So, you were, so like. We it, made it through like you know, 413. Yay. Yay. But it is, it, it reminds me of that uh, study that was published recently where they were like, yeah, if you played a lot of Pokemon as a kid, there's a section of your brain that's devoted exclusively to recognizing Pokemon. And the deformed growth in my head that is just devoted exclusively to recognizing Pokemon was like, yeah, I need a study to tell me that. But... And that's just where your math skills were supposed to be. <laughs> I know. Like, I'm like, man, what did we sacrifice for that? It's also not specific to Pokemon. It's apparently, like, not... Like, they, th there's other versions of it, like, for recognizing people like presidents yeah. or really famous people, because it's supposed to, like, it's just a human survival feature. Um, That's the dumbest survival feature we've ever had. Well, recognizing repeated, it, it's recognizing patterns. Um, and it's recognizing things that are important. Um, and I mean, I am very good, I'm very good at matching games. I am I? I don't know. I don't think... I just played a lot of them when I, I mean, and sometimes I just play matching games because I'm like, this will keep the Alzheimer's off. Yeah. Anyway. Fair. That's fair. That's why I read, I go through Bulbapedia and I read the Pokedex entries for fun. Like, I'm, I'm on um, my reread, I'm on uh, Masquerade right now. Yeah. So that's what I do for hobbies. Single <laughs> and ready to mingle. <laughs> I mean, I will say, I will say with this Gary thing, we were a little worried. I was really worried it was going to get really, like, non-conny. Really I was fast. worried it was going to get non-con and, like, lesbophobic. But bias. really, it was just weird. It was and just weird. I can fucking appreciate that. I can just appreciate Also, weird. Gary's eye nipple is blue. Gary has brown eyes. In Dusk, when Richie's hand eye is blue, that's because Kate just died and she has blue eyes. So what the fuck? Is that Kate's eye, Phil? Is that Kate? Do you think it's the same eye they used for that horrible puppet Chucky knockoff? Um, I, I mean, they have, we have one eye animation 
And we're, and you're gonna fucking see it. And you're it. gonna see it. And, like, yeah, I mean, that's actually something I'm kind of grateful they've basically dropped, like, the weird yeah. sexual side to Gary's thing with Ava, because that would come up every so often in a couple episodes, and it'd be like, hey, don't do that. Yeah, this but was... But they seem to have pretty much and dropped And this was it. the place they could have fucked it the worst, and yeah. they didn't, because didn't, so everybody was sort of... It was an equal opportunity for everybody, because yep. Gary is that kind of freewheeling pansexual nightmare. Yeah, which I appreciate. And, I mean, I also saw that thing, I mean, I think people were like, well, how could it affect Nora? And you and I were both talking, like, if it caught her off guard, because, yeah. like, Mona is very genre-savvy, even yeah. before she went in. Like, she so clearly she figured knew, out, like, she, she was knew. looking for something. And also, as we pointed out, like, it was a very sort of surface level, like, just on, like, uh... Like, hitting the pause button. What like, hitting Gilligan's the... Island? Yeah, you just so, knock him on the head like, obviously, immediately unconscious? Yeah, that, that fucking, the fact that Wolfie got to kind of have her own, like, power moment. Was really it was, cute. Like, that she got to incredible Hulk it. Was yeah. very good. But it was also one of those things where, like, no, Gary isn't actually making any extreme personality changes mm-hmm. or anything that Nora would internally recognize yeah. as, like, something demonic. And or also basic. she's kind of trying to fit in very hard, so she's probably suppressing any of her own powers and kind of cut herself off at the pass on that one. I could also read it as Nora is pretty established as very like naive um yeah so like she's not gonna expect like nipple brainwashing because i mean who the fuck is gonna expect that so every time you say it yeah i hate it so much and i fucking hate and i'm i refuse to use nipnotize more than is medically necessary because i don't fucking want to it's a bad word and i hate it um that said i feel like she definitely caught her off guard yeah, he definitely, he caught her off guard. I literally just had the thought, I was like, maybe Mona was, Nora was actually fine. She just wanted to fit in really <laughs> she bad. She really wanted to fit in, which would be really cute. Um, I mean, there were, and this episode, as we sort of are talking about it, was good for a lot of relationships. Yes. We kind of got some new school with how much sort of Nora does care about Mona and how much I'm Mona cares about her. i Mona behind. Like, okay. Yeah, like, it's just the fucking person who said that Dark Wolves crack. crack. How does my ass taste? This whole ass buffet. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's nutritious. Um, <laughs> but it is, like, I mean, like, fuck, they're such a good ship. I mean, I remember... Also, I just realized that Ramona does this adorable little, like, like, not even just head shake, but, like, sort of almost, like, a Miyazaki shudder. Yes. When she sees, like, she it's is It's very so, overacting, but, like, I love that. She is so good. And, like, I just really hope everybody who's kind of been bitching about Mona is, like, so you know she could beat your ass no problem, right? Yeah. No. She's... Well, that was actually... Because the interesting thing, because we talked about this a little bit after the episode, but I'm interested in how Wolfie seems to work. Because there were moments in this episode that implied that, like... Either Mona has just made Wolfie like this, like if if it's an I am thou, thou art I kind of persona thing. I think that's it. Which seems to be what they're doing. Because at first I was like, is the culpe still like chilling out in her brain somehow? Like a spirit connection because he gave her the power. But like it does still seem to be very much Mona, but she refers to it as a separate entity entity because it's, she's not like a werewolf all the time. And then also you saying... Um, thou art, you are thou, thou art, I also has me thinking just about, like, the fact that, like, yeah, Wolfie does kind of come to her in a very persona way. Yeah. Where she's like, I'm completely alone, they've locked me in the cell, I'm so fucked. And yeah. Wolfie is like, so, well, take the sacred vow! Yeah, basically. So now I have a gift set idea, which I'm very excited about. Hell yeah. But, the other thing is that, we really, I mean, it's just one of those things where, I'm so fond of Mona and Wolfie. That's really cute. Like, I'm so glad. Well, as long as they have she each other. She does treat it as, like, her friendly spirit mentor in this episode, even though it's, like, a giant, shrieking man-beast version of herself. Wolf you know, beast. Yeah. We all have to, at some point, come to terms with the giant, shrieking animal inside of us. And, like, legit, that's good. I mean, I, you know, I watched Ginger Snaps when I was, like... 13, which is like one of the yeah when is the team gonna sit mona down and have her watch ginger snaps good question uh hopefully soon but like yeah female werewolf narratives are a big one because i think even more so than female vampires female werewolves or feminine presenting werewolves get to be coded as aggressive and monstrous and ugly and like all of these things that are really nice and you don't get to see women do a lot in fiction so you know i love that she calls 
her wolfy side cute cute pet names, but it is still like an angry fucking animal. Well, I also love that Wolfie is always wearing her clothes. Yes. Where that's like pretty fucking high key adorable. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would be more concerned. I mean, then then comes the age old question of, but then where did the clothes go when the shape shift and the then and why so, does the Hulk always have those pants? I know. So like the answer is narrative causality. I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> The answer, no, no, stop talking, go to jail. Yeah, the answer is ultimately, yeah. So, I think, I mean, obviously, of course, we're going to open with just yelling about the nipple. Um, But we should probably actually get into the episode plot, because one of the things that we were talking about last week was, like, how the hell do they get stuck under the snow if they have Gideon? And the answer to that is that Gideon was really hoping they'd eat each other. Yeah. Gideon was so excited. Gideon really wanted this to be a therapy session. I think she wanted to push the legend to the brink of desperation. That's not necessarily a bad thing. I think I don't think it's a bad thing to want to test the team because. And and you know what? If they do eat each other, then I guess my captain will be avenged. Yes, it's basically it's a very showdown thing to do, but I respect it. Um, what was that last part? Oh, nothing. <laughs> nothing. Oh, nothing. But, but like, I would actually like. I don't necessarily. Gideon doesn't necessarily have to have a moral function. She can yeah. just be horny and full of rage and cold, I calculating. Mean, so, like, you know, decisions like, well, I hope they all die and eat each other because she's a robot. Fuck it. Fuck you guys. You can't let my husband die. That's not how it worked, Gideon. That's not. Depression is a very real illness. Gideon, please. He was so fucking depressed, Gideon. (laughs) And what did any of you do to help? I mean, I don't think we actively made it worse, at least. We definitely, they definitely did the, do you want a car? (laughs) Like, they're not, no. But like, and that is, I mean, as much as we joke about it, like, I do think it's interesting that Gideon has never really held them accountable in any way. Even I mean, if it would be unfair, because it's like, Rip meant so much to her, but the show has just gone, oh, let's not discuss it. And you know what? That's what Rip that's would what, want. That's it's what absolutely, would want. I mean, and this is the thing. What was really special about this episode is that it was a look back at the, I mean, here's Heritage the thing. moments. We were, we were really two seconds from everybody looking at each other and having flashbacks. <laughs> there were, okay, so there were moments in this episode that I will say, I was kind of like, okay, put this color by this number. Put this color by this number. Yes. Like, where there were some things where I was like, I knew that they were essentially going to sort of make Charlie be the moral compass, even yeah. though I chose to read it. And we'll get more into depth about that as her not being a moral compass, quote unquote, but as her being like, Ray is the she's first the, person that's the head of, she's the cool head of logic, usually. Well, the thing is, is that she's like, Ray is the first person that vouched for me. Yes. And he gave a fuck about me when the rest of you were ready to send me to hell. Like, don't think he's the person who stood in front of her. When everybody else was going to try to attack. And they're going to be like, listen, that was literally, because I forgot about that. And you know. That and it- so with like him gone, I think to her feels absolutely enormous. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's one of those things where she's like, I have to prove to him that he wasn't wrong. I think she does in part like, I mean, they all sort of blame themselves for yeah. what happened. We just with- see a lot of, this was a very important episode because. We did need to reflect on the fact that Mick and Sarah and Ray are the only people who are still left. And the people who left yeah. did not always leave. And Kendra got a happy ending and everybody else kind of... Well, Firestorm... Firestorm, Jax has yeah. a kid, but, like, it was a way... Because there was even sometimes a little bit of lampshading where they were, like, we're the last of the originals. And Sarah goes, that's weird. Yeah. Because, you know, like, DC TV fans have that obsession with, like, original, original teams... teams. Because, you know, because that way we can exclude Iris and or Laurel. Or maybe both at the same time. Caitlin Snow is a dumpster. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Trench fire. And so is Oliver. But I also think it's interesting is, like, when you pointed out that, like, yeah, Ray was the only person who first stood up for Charlie. Although that was, like, again, 15 episodes ago. So you're only allowed to care about it if it happened in the past three episodes. Because if not, we'd have completely forgotten about it. Like, oh my god, we all tried to send you to hell. Get over it. It happened, like, in the first half of the season. Oh my god, are you still mad about that? Are you still mad about that? But, like, but yeah, like, that's, so I think this is the first time that Charlie has, I, she likes these people, but she's not a character who should be willing to trust easily by virtue of everything we know about her life up until the Legends. So she's hanging out with a bunch of people trapped, and they might, I think there's got to be a part of her thinking, they might turn on me now that Ray's not here. 
because he was the only thing stopping yeah. them before. And maybe we're friends now, but I don't know if that's gonna last. I mean, yeah. And that would have been I I I can I can feel I can I can feel it, but I kind of almost wish they had time to emphasize that, and they yeah. just they just didn't. Well, I will say what's very interesting about Charlie is she has been. So I mean, if we want to just briefly mention Nate and Zari. Mm-hmm. Um, pregnancy king. The weird obby position the fetish. The weird obby yeah. position fetish. Let's not talk. I mean, I don't want to talk about I'm, it. I'm them kind of. First of all, the fact that they had like line for line what Amaya said to Nate when she saved his life, where I've been starting to notice that they're doing, and I don't even know if the show is consciously doing this or if we're just possibly reusing some beats, but I'm going to give you guys some benefit. Age. I'm going to give you some benefit of the doubt. You get maybe two an episode. Yeah. Where. They almost, it almost is like if Zari fills in Amaya's place, they won't miss her as much. Yeah. If they just, and so pick Zari, up that relationship. you know, is sort of picking up that relationship, is sort of taking on, you know, she grew and learned a lot from Amaya, but there are also some very distinct Amaya things where you're like, oh. Especially, it's the sort of thing where it's like, I, and I, I, cause you're right. And because there's always times where I'm watching them interact, especially now that it's become more romantic and less like weird, playful, like, yeah. will they, won't they? Is I'm like, yeah, Zari's a different character around him now in a way that's more Amaya. And I don't know if they're doing it on purpose or not, but it is kind of, I'm like, that's not, she doesn't necessarily, I don't know if they're doing it on purpose or not. I can't say if, 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 if it's a conscious decision, it's incredibly sad, but if it's also just that. I could see Tala making that decision on her own quite frankly. That's fair. And that would be interesting because like, it's so, Amaya is so not who Zari is at all. Well, so. I mean, I was kind of wondering, I was like, has Zari's plot this season revolved around Nate too much? I don't really think so. I think she it's and Nate have so kind of revolved around each other equally. Yes. But it's also like, it's more that the plot this season has revolved around Nate. Yes, exactly. So it's less like Zari's plot explicitly revolves around Nate. It's just that a lot. It's of also the plot one of those things where, like, he, I think Nate's been sort of changing around Zari as yeah. well, where he has stopped treating her like Zari and started treating her, her like, like Amaya. Amaya. Where I have been saying since minute one, I was like, Zari is sort of taking on Amaya's person. Like, yeah, they're Amaya just both like, God, we miss Amaya so fucking much. I'm like, I think they're very sweet and I think they're very cute. And yes, in a way, I do think they're moving on. Yeah. It's, it's got that same vibe of not literally, but the idea of like, okay, we're just gonna pretend like everything's fine because we both really miss her, and it's cool. We're cool. We're, we're cool. cool. We're cool. We're cool. We're cool. I mean, also, what did he name the dragon? Wickersham. I think it was Wickersham because it was it. Which first off, Wixtable. Wixtable, which is actually a cute name. I give the show a lot of shit, but I'm like, no, that's cute. Um, and they if, but now he has him. to have a brother called Wickersham because come on. And they did call him Wiki, and also Wiki someone, is a dumb name. Though. As someone did point out, nobody questioned the fact that Nate and Zari just started toting this egg around. I I was I am so mad that when they were doing the card shot, the the, the egg was not in a high chair because that would it have was. It, was no, it, it was in a chair. But yes. I mean, I meant like a baby high <laughs> chair. Like that would have been funny. That's comedy. Um, but I really, I mean, it's the sort of thing where like, yeah, this dragon egg is clearly going to be important, but again, it's, it goes back into how this episode is very like low key horny in time. So I'm just like, yeah, the second Zari put that egg under her shirt. Well, she said we need, it needs skin to skin contact, which is which what Amaya is the, which said is, to Nate before she ripped his shirt off. So he had some kind of Pavlovian response to that, I'm assuming. But then also seeing as who his mom is, he must have some kind of knee-jerk reaction to pregnancy of any kind where he's like, exactly, this is it. This is it, we fixed it. And I also really admire Nate and Zari, like, let's not talk about any of the you know, we're fucking now? Okay, great, we're fucking. We have a baby together. This is fine. This we're just, is, we're just exactly, speed running our relationship. This is exactly how things are supposed to go. Oh, yeah. Big and I will that. note that, like, Charlie really now enjoyed Charlie's making like, fun mm. of Zari about Nate and, like, oh, you two should, like, you should jump his bones, you should have sex with him. And now that they're sort of, like, have had sex and they're kind of being fond of each other, she's like, oh. Oh, I changed my mind. I don't like I don't. This. And, like, watch Phil Clemmer be like, it's because she's also in love with Nate. At which point... I will fucking, I will, oh I will lose my mind. I almost just detached my retinas from the face I, of fucking me. I will lose, like, she better fucking be jealous on behalf of Zari. I would almost I rather they don't say anything yeah. about it, because I'm like, no, because if you do try to make it, she's jealous I'm of just Nate. remembering when we were, like, talking about, like, well, who could Zari's love interest possibly be in 4B? Nate? That would be so weird. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Is it weird? Yeah, yes, I'm not, not going to lie to myself that it's, but everything on Legends is weird. At this so, point, like, that, that, was, that, was, that was my big thing with the eye nipple, too, is when it happened. I mean, one, I was kind of expecting it at that point. It wasn't, it wasn't as much of a slap in the face 
with a dead fish as, the, or no, I'm sorry, a live fish. With, <laughs> when did with, you, where the, did you get that fish? They had, you, you gotta pull it out and hit somebody with a fast. But like, but it's, throwback. <laughs> throwback because he's dying. This is inhumane. This is inhumane. But like, metaphorically speaking, um, the theme park thing was so out, like, it is, it is, it was, it it's was. It's untoppable. It's, We're kind of done for the you rest can't. of the Yeah, it, it, it is truly, like, it's so out of left field and incomprehensible that, like, this wasn't. This was weird. But this was, like, weird you could sort of see that they were, like, you knew, even if it wasn't going to be a brainwashing eye nipple, you knew that it was going to have some sort of weird magic powers now. And I'll give them credit. The fact that it's not Gary who's possessed, but his nipple went to hell and turned evil is... It's yeah, great. We, we don't it's know great. if Gary has decided if he's good or... Because, like, Ava's like, I can't believe that your nipple did this to you. And Gary's like, yes, that's the ticket. It was my... And then immediately when he sees Neuron, instead of running from him, he runs towards him and is like, please help me. And he does. So, I, I honestly... I, we were kind of pretty sure that Gary was going to be back on the moral straight and narrow after this episode. And I guess he's just I a guess. wild card, bitches. Yeehaw. Uh, yeah. I don't know if they're going to resolve it or not. I mean, this was very much... I, I just kept thinking about... I just kept thinking about the we have a Hulk except it's Mona going, I have a Wolfie. That's so cute. And, and it, it does make me touch it my cheeks. It is so good. Touch my cheeks She's and so me, good. Oh, no, it's so cute. I really do think, you know... Mick and Sarah hit sort of every beat that their relationship needed to hit this episode. Yeah, because like we were were we talking last episode about how they yeah, had really they, interacted a lot this season. We needed it this season. We did yeah. need it. Um, we made a comment about how they made replicas of Snart's jacket to make him feel better, and it was actually worse. It's just that Mick still has a bunch of Snart's jackets just laying around, preserved. They still smell like him, so he's obviously keeping them well maintained, but hasn't washed them. So he's obviously, like, keeping them in a nice, dry place. I couldn't get the boy to kill me. Yeah. But, like, oh, boy. I was like, like, that is the most famous Richard, how do you pronounce his last name? I've always pronounced it Seekin. I thought it was Silken. It's S-I-K-E-N. Okay, I can't read. You're in a Patty Mobile with a beautiful, beautiful boy. boy. He tell you that he loves, loves you. But, like, but like <laughs> literally the most famous line is, I couldn't get the boy to kill me, but, but I wore his jacket for the longest time. time. And I'm like, is, is, am I a joke to am you? I, yeah, I'm Am not. I ha-ha funny to you, am Phil? I, it, it is really, this agony bringing you delight? Like, the fact that he keeps it with his typewriters is so indicative, because the typewriter, if we, if we look at the typewriter as a symbol of mix emotions right now, and we his have ability to, to connect and love we and, have to look at the fucking symbolism yeah, you put I'm, in this I'm, show film fuck you but <laughs> but the fact that he keeps these jackets with the typewriters and the typewriters his connection to emotion and and connection yeah i mean you you have his ring you, you still wear the fucking ring? I'm genuinely he surprised. He has his coats and they smell like him. And the fact that Len did not immediately, as we said just last episode. himself out of hell. Yeet himself because Charlie is wearing his jacket just like, you let a woman, Charlie isn't a woman. My mistake. My, you let my a apologies. child. You let an Amaya adjacent person <laughs> my, that you are also sexually interested in wear my never jacket. Said that. <laughs> you are my husband. I mean, I will say the only person I think Charlie would not feel sort of, I mean, yeah, I think she trusts Ray perhaps more. Ray, and even though John took her powers, like, she she just has them back now, I she guess. Just, I, she and John sort of understand each other. That's the, they're both bastards, so they're, they're both, like, whatever. They're both bastards. They're both bisexual nightmares. Yeah, I think they, it's... They sort of get, and fucking Maisie and Matt Ryan have the most insane chemistry. Yeah. It is off the fucking charts. I'm, get out of my house. I'm genuinely surprised they haven't tried to do more hinting with with uh, I, the two of them, yeah. but I'm also like, I guess, because like maybe Matt Ryan is not trying to tie himself down to the show, and yeah. having a love interest is yeah, kind of the way to do that. Yeah, the big thing is that like I think she trusts Mick a lot because Mick is the person who hung with her when she was oh, in her cell. Yeah. But she also, I think, sees she's like, if Sarah's mad at Mick, then what fucking chance do I have? Yep, and. It's one of, like, and that's just kind of, like, and that doesn't say anything about the legends or how they've been treating her, because, like, look at how close she she's has pretty gotten. Much, yeah, she's, I mean, like, Nate, she actually hasn't really bonded with. Nate just kind of showed up because his boyfriend is gone, and he's very upset. Yeah. And the fucking... And Nate, you're right. They haven't, I think it's, I think it's, it, it, they, maybe they just don't know how to or aren't able to yeah. address, like, she still looks like a Maya. We have not seen Nate deal with that outside of that one time. And they were like, 
we don't know how to resolve this comfortably, so we are just going to keep them separate for as long as the season allows. And I'm just like, Zari, no. you're cool pretending to be Amaya emotionally, right? I mean, I guess. Let's not put this on Charlie. No, let's this not discuss is, it. And I just, just the fact that Nate is like, I'm so worried about this egg. And Zari's like, I'm sure Ray will be fine. And Nate's <laughs> like, you're absolutely right. Yeah. I guess we should have sex. Like, again, like, because I said, I literally, I think I'm, we were watching, and I think I just said out loud, are you fucking kidding me, or something yeah. to that equipment. Because it was like, if last episode felt a little like, I'm going to be thinking about the Tiger's family the entire time. Mm-hmm. This was, they're just continuing to do that, where I'm like, here's a good and easy way to not make your heterosexual relationship feel sarcastic. Um, don't have one of the members of the relationship bring up their same sex close friend air quotes I mean they, all the time and they did the thing that Legends likes to do where uh fucking Nate is like Ray has such a beautiful body where I'm like Phil Clemmer is like what's DC's- better than this <laughs> Phil Clemmer DC's asleep make the licensed characters gay go go Dan Didio's retreated to the sewers go 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 we have 15 minutes I mean it really is one of those things where I'm like you can sometimes I'm like DC Comics must be on your fucking throat yeah I'm just so fucking, I'm, I'm so sick of, of these characters, of every time a licensed character talks about how another same-sex character is really, really attractive to them, Dan Didio loses a tooth. Thank God. And we're, we're getting there, boys. We're, we're getting really there. getting there. He's, he just replaces them like a shark. We didn't know that about Dan, Dan Didio. Fun fact. Yeah, Dan Didio is actually a shark. That's, That's an insult to sharks. You're sharks right. Are, sharks are a beautiful and overhunted species. We need apex predators, people. Sharks are... Very good, and I get yeah, very mad about no, them. I mean, sharks don't hate women, so I guess no, they've sharks already, don't hate women. So they've already beat Dan Didio in that aspect. Sharks are incapable of such a if we did it. That reminds me of that fucking, that, that tweet I saw where they were like, all of Game of Thrones would be so much better if, at, like, at the end, it's just all of the animals of the respective heraldry in charge. Yeah. I want to see a dog run Winterfell. I would pay a lot of money. We're not going to get it, but I think Ghost deserves the <laughs> Fucking! I read the books. I shouldn't say that. But all I want is that fucking. That we is, did have that opening dog. bit that one time where we were like, "Game of Thrones, the television show, is not good." And no, I stand by not. that. I do stand by it. It's and terrible. watching everybody, and this is the thing: is like, take better care of your dragons. You watch everybody fucking be like, "I can't believe this last season is so completely badly written off the rails." The same they were with Avengers Endgame, and I'm like. When you spend all of this time building up, you never get that. Like, you know what? I'll say this, and I'll tie this back into Legends. Legends, I think, can be so refreshing because it's not bloated and overburdened. This is a show that is carefree and does not give a fuck about things that happened 10 years ago. But stuff like Game of Thrones and, you know, the whole MCU thing is, like, you're going to be inevitably unsatisfied by a payoff you've been waiting 10 fucking years for. Because it has for. to appeal to the lowest common denominator. Yes. Uh, this, is the f- this is fucking Duke Nukem forever all over again, my dudes. Like, you can't, you just, you just can't. Like, you have to, if you're going to, if you're going to make a 10-year plan, you have to have that shit, like, bullet-pointed start to finish. And you know that none of this stuff was bullet-pointed start to finish. And you know that the lower Bible is not consistent and they don't edit this stuff and they don't double-check it. Because there's no fucking time. And I get that. I'm sympathetic to that. Writing TV and making movies is fucking hard. But, like, try. Can we have a vision? Can we have a little Can we have one vision? Can we have one creative vision? Can we please have a little... Can we please have some unique just, thought? Just a can we please have... Can we please have someone who doesn't hate women? Can we please? Yeah, the bars in the toilet. Can you guys stop hating women, like, so fucking much? So much. If we, listen, if I start getting mad about it, I'd be here for the rest of my life. All right. We talked about them all getting snowed in. Um, They played the little cards to save the timeline game. Good thing Cards Against Humanity is not known for uh, litigation. I was literally like, I I woke up in a cold sweat, just like, oh my God, is this going to be it? This is it. Is is Cards Against, against humanity, humanity snipers are out there. Is Cards Against Humanity finally going to litigate? I would pay so much money and, to see and that. And honestly, you know why they don't? Because every fucking tabletop card game is just a Cards Against Humanity ripoff at this point. Except Slash. Slash is sort of structured like Cards Against Humanity, but it does require a little... I mean, I guess it's kind of similar, but the concepts are different enough. It's also, like, admitted, you could also argue Cards Against Humanity is a ripoff of Apples to Apples. Which like, it idea, is. And it is. Like, it's just a slutty apples to apples, and that's fine. But, like, yeah, you can't really trademark a card game concept, but at the same time, doing something like cards again, t- cards to save the timeline is like, yeah. we're skating copyright law, but copyright law is a snarling, nebulous, 
hateful void full of teeth and eyes. So Dandidio's teeth. Dandidio's teeth. He keeps losing them. Didn't the you void. know? Didn't you know? We've been explaining this the whole, the whole time. time. Pay attention. This has been a this has been a ten episode payoff. Um, like, like ten, ten. We've been doing this podcast for ten years. <laughs> Fuck. I can't stand it. Oh, oh my god, the show's been on. I I hate to say this, the show has been on for so far. I don't think I don't think George put out a book in the entire time the show was on. I think I think a Dance with Dragons came out during the show's timeline, but I can't I can't be sure. I think it did. Okay, so we put out one book in it like a ten year timeline. People are dying. You're dying, old man. Let's fucking go. Listen, I don't want this to be the end of the series. Who cares? I know, who but like cares? I, you, I invested yeah. too much emotional labor into the book. George R. R. Martin goes <laughs> me for the emotional labor, labor of having to read Transformers porn. Gonna bring that one back from the last oh. episode. Let's speaking of horrible porn. Let's just go into how hot Neuron in Ray's body is. Yeah. Let's just glide smoothly into just our sh- wait. What before we do that? If we're still talking, because I I just wanted to. Do you, I just got an ask while we took our little break because I had a work call. Um, someone was like, you know, because they sort of dropped the plot with Nate's dad, that means Nate and Ava aren't bonding as trans pals anymore. That's such a shame. And that is a shame, but I'm also like, if Gary had the brainwashing nipple and Nate was at the, the bureau, team. I don't want to think about it. I don't, I don't want to be near it. I don't, I don't want, I don't want Gary to have that kind of power, and I don't want Nate to have that opportunity to submit, because it's a two-way street there, where I'm like, I didn't even show I'm gonna, him. I'm gonna literally just take the fucking laptop and just bite it with my Gary's teeth. Gary's like, I didn't even show him my nipple, I just kind of used an assertive voice, and he was totally down for it. Was it was totally, yeah, he's not, he's pretty, he's pretty easy, he's, he's pretty easy that Nora, way. Nora, oh, I've been, oh, and the other thing is that... <laughs> Nora says, Mona says, let me out. And Nora goes, no, you need a time out. And I was like, yeah, I do. <laughs> I know. Like, uh, uh, yeah, all I right. Do. All right, ma'am. Me too, buddy. <laughs> I gay. But like. <laughs> no, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the time bearer stuff was like, we were skating the edge of like. Uh, I mean. I'm glad like, it was just kind of boring, like it, Cylon. It was like not, silly, not. But like at the same time, it's the idea of the mind control and possession stuff. I'm like, okay, so we're hitting mind control. We're hitting possession. We're hitting obby position. Has anyone gotten inflated since that Flash episode? Every time you remind me that, <laughs> I, I remembered it. Like it literally like punched me in the face as I'm listing stuff. I'm just like, wow, Ooh, I hate oh, this wow. so much. Yeah, and then somebody's like, well, what if Neuron, like, makes Ray eat Cheetos while he's possessed? And I'm like, that's also a weird kink. Don't no, worry. No, no. That's okay, on the internet. That, that, that. Oh, I think okay. I'd ask about that. No, that was us talking about how, remember when Bill's like, Oh my like, god, you're fucking catapulted. <laughs> yeah, no, okay, wait, there's a story here. We, um, we were talking about how when Bill Cipher was yes, in Dipper's was body, bitter. He was just kind of going crazy because he hadn't felt pain in such a long yeah, time. Yeah, so he was doing like shit like slamming his hand in yeah. silver drawer and pouring soda in his eyes. It was fun. I kind of wish Neuron had that vibe. It, it was, and so it was one of those things where like we were saying that like we didn't really see Neuron get a ton of time with Desmond. Yeah. So now that he's in Ray's body, what if he he's does absolutely really run wild. fucking go wild? And I'm like, I would love to see Neuron just eat a bag of Cheetos because <laughs> one, as Nate dying. pointed out. Um, Ray eats super, Ray super healthy. And number two, I don't boy. think Brandon Routh has had a Cheeto. How old is he? Like a thousand? I don't I think he's had one in a thousand years. I don't think Brandon Routh has had a Cheeto since he was like seven years old. Yeah, no. I, the, I think he the died. Mayor, and like, and now that, and it's weird to bring it up because now you've mentioned that it's a kink. And so I don't well, want to I talk about I don't the think idea. you did it as a kink, but I it's know. like... Ari was like, yeah, forcing people to eat is a kink. Inflation is a kink. It's part of inflation. <laughs> and then uh, my shoe gave out from under me and I sort of <laughs> fell on the sidewalk as Ari was saying that. I had a horrible moment. Like, I pulled her over because I'd said something that bad. I was so worried. <laughs> no, it was one of those falls where the second I was like, oh, my phone's okay. I just kind of fell into it. Because, like, sometimes if you're falling and you sort of just lean into it, you know, to brace your body better yeah and it's a better fall falling gracefully anyway there is something about i i believe we spoke about this and i'm just gonna i'm gonna be i'm gonna be a horrible filthy bad person on the podcast you're good i trust you i pointed out that brandon has really sharp canine teeth but you don't notice unless Mm -hmm. he's like sneering at you Mm -hmm. and then you're like doesn't do oh Fuck. Uh-huh. He's got, okay. like, he's got, like, fucking dog teeth. And I'm just like, fuck off. Uh, 
You really wanted to go with a dog for that. I was thinking wolf, and then I was like, no, that's too edgy. Um, <laughs> that's just... too edgy. He's not very edgy. I guess vampire, but like, no. I always imagine vampires having more viper-like fangs, so that would make sense. Well, yeah, that's how Dusk did it, and then yeah. in True Blood, it was the two next to the front teeth, and those just came... I don't know why. It's like when I see Nick Zan- It's like how we were talking about Nick Zano's forearms. Nick Zano going to fucking Dragon Con. Yeah, Nick Zano is going to Dragon Con. Let's we'll lay out we'll lay out the attack plan yeah. for that. <laughs> we'll in a we'll do bit. that later. But like somebody pointed out, they're like John was so body horny for Neuron and Ray's body, uh-huh. but so emotionally horny for Ray. Yeah, and like it was a lot. It was just it was one of those things where it's like we I don't think we've really discussed Constantine this episode, but like. The growth. Yeah. Where yeah. I'm kind of like, yeah, if he doesn't want to be with Charlie because he doesn't really want to tie himself down to the show, that's a real shame because he's grown so much that I would kind of hate to see him go to another property and just squander it. Yeah. Because, like, and this is the thing is I've read enough Hellblazer to be like, the whole thing with Constantine this episode and the bit with, first off, I want to say, and this is not a compliment I give out lightly to the show or maybe ever, the Fuka makeup was really really cute i think it was also because it was like on a kid who was clearly having a ton of fun being like a weird dragon gremlin thing i mean is that what a fuka looks like in an irish myth no does it matter absolutely not so like i love fukas i've always had a fondness for them um i don't know why but there you go but it was really cute and it was really good makeup and i mean i think also because they were filming in the dark that like the prosthetics were like easier to kind of hide sorry i just remember norm kind of telling john to come from a long line of bastards and that reminds me of the time in my junior year of high school. I had this great French teacher, and I got such fucking high marks in French. That's what got me into NYU. But he was talking about like French. He was trying to teach us about French comedy and the way like that French people love slapstick. Mm-hmm. And so he literally had like a slapstick, and none of us could get it to. Work. And then like my friend Laura came in. Like she really liked this teacher, but she took Spanish. She's like fluent in Spanish, and she just sort of did the flick of her wrist and she got it to work perfectly. And he goes, you must come from a long line of buffoons. And like, Laura is like, I do. Cause she, cause she's like, I actually do. Like you don't understand, like the slapstick and like the buffoon. She's like that, that is, that is my family line. Thank I love you. that. That's, that's, that's. And so I was just thinking that the whole time that John was like, I come from a long line of bastards where I was like, could have been buffoons. My good bitch. Could have absolutely been buffoons. You could have been, you could have been funny. And instead, you're just kind of. I love Laura. That, <laughs> That's that, such a good story. That wig. Oh. That King oof. Constantine oof. with the fucking K because it's it's old English. Fuck you, Phil. No, it isn't. No, 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 no. And also, again, the Fuka is more like a Celtic. Also, like, wait, like, why the fuck? How much money went into the Stonehenge set? I know. For a bottle episode, they were like, and then we're also going to do an entire Stonehenge thing. Like, like all you did, all you did was teach John that. He is in love with Ray entirely. Yeah. And so, but do we really need to build Stonehenge? Do we need to build Stonehenge for that? Well, like, and that's the thing, and the thing that we, I got distracted by by talking about yeah. makeup, but Constantine, if this was a Hellblazer comic, it would have played out as thus. Neuron would have done the whole thing where he's baiting him and he's like, oh, you won't do it. You're not, you're, you'll let this, you'll, you'll let this kid go to hell for your fuck ups because you don't want to stabilize the vortex because you know what it did. Like you would have taunted him and John I'm like, I'm a bastard. I know I'm a bastard. And so that makes it okay. And then he would have actually like sent the kid to hell and he would have felt bad about it afterwards. But it's like, Oh, the vortex didn't come through. So Tabitha didn't come back, but Oh, I sent this kid to hell and I'm really sad about it. Then then next issue where he kind of does the same thing, but with different set dressing. This happens incredibly frequently. He would also probably get some sort of violent grisly revenge on Neuron because John has this bad habit. And this is more like a writing thing where it's like he lets something horrible happen to the person he cares about. So then the writer can write him doing something horrible to the person who caused it rather than just not letting that happen, which, you know, it, 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 it's comics is a self-defeating cycle. Anyway. This didn't happen because, you know, we've talked a bit on the podcast already about how John has really grown and been able to develop past what I think are some really negative misogynist problems that come up in his comics a lot. Um, women get hurt a lot around Constantine. And that was something that this show avoided by making him grow and develop and really care about these people. And so rather than doing the thing that I think in Hellblazer he would have done, which is walk away and let the kid go to hell, um, he 
he took, he bit the bullet. He, you know, he did it for Ray, he did it for the kid. He, he proved that he believed in Ray, that he believed in the team, yeah. that he's a good person. I mean, the thing is, is like the second the team sort of shows up and is like, John, don't kill Ray, we actually believe in him. Yep. He literally has this moment where he's like, you know what? So do I. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he literally looking around in the eye and he's like, listen, Ray has like 15 other prospective love interests, so I gotta really, I gotta really, I gotta go for the pack. fucking goal. Who loves Ray more now? You did, bitch. And then he backflipped into back the portal. right into hell. Backflipped right into hell. Back at it again in hell. Hell, which honestly just kind which of looks like. just the like, arrow set? It, it's one, just the arrow set. Two, it's just the area by Port Authority. Yeah, it's her. You're not special. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, if, and hell is gonna be anywhere. Uh, there is a gate. There is there is the gates to hell in Clifton, New Jersey, which I've never been. Because it's one of those things where no, it's not actually gates to hell, but a bunch of people hang out there because they believe it is. So it's like maybe don't go there after dark. Um, but yeah, there's a place in New Jersey that's colloquially known as the gates of hell. Both of them to call it the gates of hell, and Penn Station is right. there. It's right there, yes. But like Penn Station is more like a the swamp. You know the, the swamp in the Never Ending Story that no, uh, I've never seen the Never Ending Story. You don't even fucking know. Okay. You don't even know the... Okay, fine. Anyway. I know that the dog dragon is from the Never The dog dragon is from the Never Ending Story. They could not get that animatronic to work. They wanted to make that thing the focal point of the movie. Falkorth in the movie for maybe 10 minutes because they could not... I, they, a beautiful look at the Legends dragon yeah. in the future. I, I, listen, I, Falkorth is a really cute design. I think they... Is they, the Never Ending Story the one where they're all puppets? No, that's the Dark Crystal. Okay, thank you. It's okay. I, um, <laughs> glad to be of use. Um, but I had a point I wanted to bring up. Bring up God damn it. What, what I, were we talking about? I just, I, I was so proud of John in that moment. Yes, it was and a big deal. And there's also something really, I mean, one, I didn't see it coming at all. And while I had said, like, yes, I knew this was going to be a bottle episode, yes. I it, there was some kind of paint by numbers. I knew Charlie was going to step into that Ray role, mm-hmm. where I'm like, okay, yeah, of course this is going to happen. That surprised me, and it's one of those surprises that this show does, where I'm like, this actually makes perfect sense, but yes. I didn't see it coming. I did not and see it And that's coming. why I enjoy watching this show so much. And, because John Constantine is bi, it is really nice to have a male character doing this, like, you know what, maybe he does have more than friendly affection for Ray. Yeah. Maybe there you, is a romantic bend to this. Because you can, you can, and then you wouldn't be wrong to interpret it that way. Um, not that you're really ever wrong satisfying. to interpret yeah. No, you're never wrong to but do that. But it's like, there's there's an element of like, no, they actually could push this. I mean, I don't, you know, it would be complicated because I don't think they could make it two-sided because I assume that the Atom is hardly, who's fighting for the, 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 the sanctity of the Atom? It's one but, of those things where I can just picture Dan Didio going, well, we might use him in the movie sometime. Basically. Like, I might need the Atom at <laughs> some point. Uh, That's what Dan Didio sounds like. But yeah. His voice you, is so weird because he's always, he's always, he's always angry. Those horrible teeth. <laughs> those horrible teeth. But oh, that boy, reminded like me. Shark the, Week. The forbidden text. <laughs> but, like, like, I will say this because you talking about John doing that reminded yeah. me. My big thing is, is, like, I, I can enjoy characters who are, like, grim and cynical bastards but who struggle with their inner demons and stuff like that. Like one of my favorite characters of all time is Samuel Vimes from the Discworld series. And the reason that that's the case is that he does the whole struggling with his internal demons bit. And then he actually wins. It's not this constant thing of, Oh, he keeps giving into him. He keeps that's giving Mick in. and that's John. Yep. They have consist. They, they clearly struggle with them. They don't always win, but they do win. And it's not just what feels like an excuse for enabling bad behavior. It, it, it shows that they are fighting and that they can triumph. And one that's really meaningful is a character piece. Um, and two, you know, it, it shows that John It shows has that grown. you're willing to take your story new places yep. instead of just rehashing the same plot every and season. And comics can get so stagnant. And if we're sort of talking about stories repeating, this was a very, you know, Cards to Save the Timeline, which is definitely not Cards Against Humanity, and we're not going to get sued. Cards, they just, if next episode, I swear to God, if anyone ever calls it Cards to Save the Timeline, allegedly, I will kill myself. <laughs> Don't. Because I, I was like, well, what do we always do? And then I remembered, and then I was like, oh. <laughs> and um, I just also, you know, I've been oh thinking about this all day, but I really wanted to wait till I was looking at you in person. Oh, fuck. All so right. I could really, I could bring this up, which is that when they're like, you know, how do you solve this problem? And it was, you know, dress up and infiltrate a party. And Sarah's like, I do love a good party sneak. And I'm like, well, 
She did the one with Ava this season where she goes and does the tango. The other two with Rip. But guess, guess, guess where she does the other party sneaks. Guess, guess mm-hmm. how much she, guess where she enjoys the other party sneaks. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why? So you really have some real fond memories of those, don't mm-hmm. you? You mm-hmm. have some real, real fond, mm-hmm. me- real fond memories. Real, I think, like, she did, she did bring up Rip. Oh, right, because she's like, remember when Rip brought us on that roof and said we were going to be legends? Yeah. And I was like, really? Do you? Do you think about that a lot? Do you think Dude, about Rip a lot? You, yeah. Oh, oh okay. I mean, and, like, and, that's, and that's just one of those things where I'm like, not, love Avalanche. Glad it's going to be in game. Do you think about Rip a lot? Do you? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. People who enjoy platonic relationships are just people who aren't strong enough to multi-ship everything. Basically. Unless it's incest or underage. Yeah, or well, that's like whole that. And then, that's, it's yeah. been so, I'm like, no, yeah. we probably have to come up with a better word than ships because when yeah. it's like, no, I mean, I ship them platonically. I'm like, oh, you mean like having friends? Are you like, asking me if lesbians can, can have, have friends? friends? Like it's the, but that's the sort of thing we start ending up. Like you have to use different words. You can't, words are not one size fits all, especially when we're talking about stuff like that. Where, you know, you don't want people going, well, this is a ship. It's like, no, I just like the relationship between these characters. You know, it, it, oh boy, fandom, fandom is weird. Um, fandom is weird and messy and ugly, but, um, we wouldn't be here without it, I guess. But yeah, no, I mean, Sarah bringing up Rip was parallel to like Nick thinking about Len. Please look at this. Somebody yeah. fucking did the Doomsday. Yeah. The Watchmen yeah. TV show is going to be a goddamn nightmare. Watchmen, no offense still, to Regina King. I have King. not stopped thinking. Well, here's the thing: about Regina that King fucking... is going to be in it, and Jessica Caramucho is going to be in it. So maybe if we That's just ignore great, all the gonna... Rorschach stuff. But, but I cannot stop thinking about that goddamn Riverdale fucking parallel. Yeah, movement. yeah. I, I'm like, they... okay, so that's just shaped my perception. Like, it's just going to be a bigger budget Riverdale. I don't have the energy to get into Watchmen discourse right now, and Alan Moore is getting closer as we speak. It's an it follows thing. Like the more you talk about this, the more the closer he closer he gets to your home. I just he crawls I, on his beard. But like it's so fucking I mean, the idea that the cops would be against people like Rorschach is so fucking like Okay, back to the legends. Yeah. I'm so sorry. We we were just making fun of Watchmen fans and how completely diluted the series have gotten. Yeah. And now I want to talk about the fact that they are doing all this stuff like I just, I cannot believe they did think about just love and hope. They literally sang they a Steven, think they literally did a Steven Universe song in Ray's absence because it's what he would have wanted. Yeah. And it's one of those things where I'm like, was anything actually wrong with Gideon? No. Was she just waiting for them to realize that they were, that French, the real Ray is the friends we made along the way, yes. which is what exactly, if he knew that's how they felt, he would be. He... Ray is currently in hell teaching demons how to knit. Yeah, like, it's it's Ray. Especially, I, I am fascinated by the idea that this show has put... For, like, okay, so here's the thing. The actual, literal, biblical definition of hell is just being denied the beatific vision. You don't get to meet God. You do not get to see God's face. You do not get to live eternal life at God's for side. For a second, I thought you meant that you don't get to see, like, meet God, like, God in the flesh. And I was... Yeah, you don't. So you you don't get a ticket to God's meet and greet, basically, as it is understood. Um, you know, obviously, cultural perceptions of hell have expanded significantly from there. Uh, but the idea of hell as a physical place is not necessarily something I'm against because it implies that hell is just this. They're basically using it like the Phantom Zone, like this funky thing you can get Krypton in. Krypton is going to be in the Phantom Zone. Yeah, Adam Strange is going in to save Sagel, and God's that's another one of those bastards. things. Where I was like, Tom was, they let them do, Ad- they let them make Adam. And it's one of those things where I'm like, they let them make Adam Strange gay on Krypton. And they let Larry Trainer, played by Matt Bomer on Doom Patrol, do a very poignant arc about being this gay character. So why the fuck? <laughs> well, it's the weird, and it's the weird thing of like, I, 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 I genuinely don't know. You know, I... I think Phil is trying. I think with Adam Strange, I think it's admittedly because it's like, okay, name me five people who have an encyclopedic knowledge of Adam Strange. I think I know like one of them. I keep, you know what? Until Krypton, I kept mistaking Adam Strange for Animal Man. That's fair. Weren't they in a series together with Starfire? Okay. Animal Man! Yeah. And so like, it's the sort of thing where like Adam Strange is not a character. I think they're worried about losing fans over or generating negative press because he's gay, which should never be the case. But I think he's sort of seen as like a fuck it. We might as well. And I respect that. But, um, yeah, I don't know why legends. And like, I guess they have a ton of bi characters, but I'm like, how come fucking Supergirl gets a trans character? Do you know how much I want a trans character on the show? Charlie's really great, but I mean like a 
trans, trans actor. actor who is not trans through magic or shapeshift. Much as those are great and can be really impactful, I just want a trans actor playing a trans character. I would, but um, my oh my gosh, what were we? I was really I was thinking the team building. The team building. Um. Well, first of all, we haven't gotten a Wentworth cameo this season. And we usually him. try to get. Yes, one I'm season. hoping he shows up in Hell. And I was like, who would be Not more literally, perfect but... to be in Hell and be like, oh, are you here for Ray? Then fucking Len. Like, who would be? On. Shut up! No, the forbidden words. No one can know. I it's, would actually. It's Len. I mean, it's I... Leonard Snart. That's who we're talking about. I know. I know that Matt is probably busy being in Narcos and like doing successful things. But like, please come back, please. I'm so please come back. I could absolutely. I would. I would. I want because it's like the idea of Eobard and Ray doing like a no exit bit would be really fun. Um, although I guess it would kind of be like a reverse no exit situation. My point being, uh, yeah, I really would love if Len made a cameo because like this was basically like remember that episode where they all like went out and joined a gang in like season one and Rip was like please don't immediately run out to the apocalyptic future and join a gang and Len make like too late. The one with the fur coat? Yes. Uh, that, I think it's just the same set, or it's a lit the same I mean, way. I mean, I'm almost positive. It would have to be the fucking Star City 2046 set, which is just, I mean, they're all on the same lot. I think yeah. they just use the outdoors when the fucking Arrow people aren't. Yeah. Which is fine. It's good reutilization of the set. But I am kind of like... <laughs> This is hell. No, literally. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, this is literally hell, but... Um, what we were saying is because it's so clear that they're sort of, like, reminiscing and that, like, Bray is in hell and we know John is going to get him and then we're not entirely sure where John's going to be next season, I'm just kind of getting this feeling like we're headed towards some kind of big pivot mm-hmm. in the season finale and I don't mm-hmm. really love... I, I mean, I might like it. But I think, I mean, Phil is like, season five is going to be even weirder. And I, I truly want, I'm daring him to, to, to find a way to fucking one up, deal with demon for adult theme park son. Like you can't, I, I want, I want to see you try. Come at me. Hit me with your best fucking shot. But like. I I just I I'm worried about because I always worry around season finales because every TV show is like season finale time to kill somebody off and I'm like stop it I hate you I hate I can't I don't do I I get very attached to characters so this always stresses me out I mean I mean we know that Dominic is bound through infernal powers to the show for the rest of time <laughs> I don't know what kind of contract they made him sign but there you go but like I don't want anyone to go. I, I mean, I don't want anyone to go either. And I'm, that's the thing with Legends is it's such a big cast that you're always kind of like, you never really... I mean, with that's the thing. is like Katie, Brandon, Dominic are sort of the fixtures, but then yes. it's kind of like, is Brandon? <laughs> I mean, I think if they lost Brandon, they'd lose Courtney is the big thing, and I don't think yeah. they want to do that yet. And also, I think Brandon genuinely just enjoys being on the show because it's basically yeah. Superman, but TV. And I respect that. Um, Here's an adorable... Of Detective Pikachu, yeah, and his perfect little. Paws. And his, I know. I actually really. That's that's a detail. That's like from like so in like the first gen, the fat Pikachu artwork. He has a lighter stomach. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a slightly get lighter color of yellow. So some of the really old figurines also have this. So the fact that he has like the lighter yellow tummy is like my favorite. I really really love it. Um, I'm so fucking excited to see. That. Um. I'm just so... I'm so concerned that the next episode also has a brainwashing app where I'm just I, like, I first off, you on... can't kill me. I play, like, I have friends who play mobile games and I'm like, so that's basically what it is. <laughs> if you buy this app, you go to help. Buddy, I work in tech. I'm already there. Did yeah. you not hear my opening story? Yeah. No. Oof. Like, I, I mean, I'm also like, jokes for the iTunes terms and conditions that were topical in like 2003. What the fuck are you people They're doing? making a GPDR reference about a year too late. Oh boy. We've, we've done it, everybody. We're so close. Finally. Finally, <laughs> it's time for Phil's hot take on, on online sing- privacy. I'm going to single-handedly fix the gamings. <laughs> Phil, it's just Phil Clever running through the writer's room. I'm going to single-handedly fix the internet. Yep. Yep. That, yeah. Um, they actually did just introduce legislation for loot boxes, um, which is nice. 
Uh, I can't even believe, I mean, I, I can't believe we had to legislate that, but okay. Oh, we really do. Oh, it's really fucking yeah. bad. No, I mean, um, I figured. I, I honestly figured. It's really bad. Uh, it's, 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 yeah, I could talk about this forever, but I'm not gonna. But, yeah, brainwashing after next episode. Fun. Um, I guess. But I am really interested to see how far Neuron's gonna take this Ray thing. And also, how how chill is the viewing public in this universe? That like Ray went disappeared for like two years. Now he's a demon, and like he just keeps coming back. And because like, tech billionaires are eccentric. If Elon Musk disappeared for two years and came back and crazier than ever, I'd be like, this makes perfect. This sense. makes absolute sense to me. Yeah, that actually all right. That tracks. That's fair. But my favorite thing is like, isn't full? Isn't everybody still technically in Star City as this is happening? Like we didn't want to call anyone. <laughs> we didn't like Laurel is cool now. We didn't want to call Felicity. Her. Felicity. We didn't want to call Felicity. We could literally prevent this entire thing or cisco or like isn't zari also a hacker i mean i'm assuming they're gonna have zari as the catalyst for fixing this somehow um i hope they do anyway uh but with felicity i'm assuming it's because she's too busy getting they have all of her trapped under a bridge printed on a carvel cake (laughs) my husband is trapped under a building yes that is h-u-s-b-a-n-d and it's gonna be pink icing right this is a very big occasion so i want to make sure i want i want a cake I, the best ice cream cake I ever saw was, and I think I might still have a picture of it saved on my phone. This is our new Food Network show. But it was literally the way, it was the Bible verse that starts with the wages of sin is death. And so this, 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 this fucking ice cream cake had it just in gel icing, like the wages of sin is death and to know God is to love God or fear God and all that other crap. But again, that is a hell of a thing to put on an ice cream cake. And I just sort of stared at it and I didn't really know how to process it. And, uh, Wait, yeah. you saw this ice cream cake in person? I saw a picture of it. Oh, okay. It was in, no, if I'd seen it in person, I would have absolutely taken a slice. Um, it would have definitely been cursed. But no, it was like the, the ice cream stop, uh, ice cream store I go to, they have like a book of like gel paintings you can pick out on your cake and they have past examples. And one of them is for some godforsaken reason that fucking, and it had like a picture of mountains and I just don't know what the mountains have to do with any of this. And I, mean, I, I guess. And I fucking guess. And so what I'm saying is Felicity asking for that is not the weirdest thing I would put on ice cream cake, to be fair. Um, but I am, I am kind of, because yeah, we are, I keep forgetting that we're approaching the end game because it's, no, son of a bitch. Um, but like we're approaching the end of the season because it just doesn't feel like it. But Legends has been doing that, especially like with the with the with the mid season finale. It was kind of like, oh shit, we're doing this now. Yeah. So I do feel like a lot of the last episode is gonna be like all hands on deck. Oh, one last thing before yes. we, I I'm glad they have the fairy godmother actress back because they clearly enjoy working. Oh with yeah, her. can we we yes. almost forgot to end the episode talking about how dedicated Brandon Routh was, a secret Cecilia, yeah. if you will. To kissing an older woman. An old an old Because, like, it's not, even, it's not even just that he was, like, kissing her on the mouth. It's, like, you know, it's like, he literally, like, he, like, he really fucking went for he it. He really fucking went for it. And it is on par. The team's reaction is exactly what happened on the OC when Ryan and Seth saw Luke make out with Marissa's mom. It is shot for shot. It truly is. Angst-free Sarah Week did not even last the day. Yeah, that's that's effectively the title of the season. But I am so... Also, if I was Courtney, I would literally be laughing my fucking ass mm-hmm. off. I would be watching that scene, like, like just... With an air horn. Like, just losing my, like... Yeah, uh-huh. use your tongue. Yeah, no. <laughs> that, that does seem... Like, like, I love that. Like, thank you. Uh... Good, good job, Brandon. <laughs> but I'm still... Equal opportunity. I'm so disappointed it wasn't the unicorn. The comedy of him having to lead a horse around the entire episode would have been I, really good. That's on par, though, with having to make Brandon eat Cheetos, where it's like, this would be very funny, but it's also very unjust to this very sweet, like, friendly, intelligent guy. I think you're talking about the horse. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure he's a really smart and nice horse. No, maintaining a horse for an entire episode would be so... Would be so expensive so and expensive and exhausting they could have just put horses are so much goddamn money and their handlers are money and they shit so much everywhere yeah no i don't even know how they got a horse for one episode without just going like actually fuck this but because they shot outside yeah that's fair okay but yeah no they wouldn't be able to do that but like i i know they wouldn't but i really want it would have been great but you know it's nice to see again um can brandon routh ride horses or are they is he too i feel tall? like probably because he, he has a good no no i mean like does the horse go no you are too tall to do that like hello fellow large being 
Well, yeah, I think, I think there's... I like, think... I look at a horse and I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. Horses are bigger than you think, though. That so, thing, like... and, and, but I assume Brandon Rouse stands next to a horse and the horse is like, yes, this is not a horse, but it is also large and yes. I respect it. I, well, yes, probably. But, like, I, you couldn't ride horses competitively, but, like, you could ride the horse Hold on, I'll, I'll ask. I'll ask my source. Uh, but, um, um, my other big thing is I'm interested in is with the revelation that Tabitha is the fairy godmother is... When John sends the fairy godmother to hell way back when, she's basically like, uh, fine, I'd rather go to hell than deal with Neron. She doesn't say his name, but it's implied. Um, so my question is, is did the fairy godmother while in hell get possessed by Tabitha? Or was Tabitha the, and the, were Tabitha and the fairy godmother the same person the whole time? And if that's the case, are she and Neron having like a couple spat? And is that how Ray's going to get out of this whole possession thing? Is he's going to couples counsel the two of them? Because I would absolutely love to see that. There is no need for you two to fight. <laughs> we have nothing but love here. Nothing but Aren't love. Aren't you supposed to be in hell? I heard you needed me. I heard I listened. But in any case, that actually brings up um, an interesting point where the first depiction i ever encountered of like a physical well not necessarily physical but a metaphysical location of heaven and hell was when i read johnny the homicidal maniac way too young again and at certain point i spoilers for a comic that's like 15 fucking years old at this point but johnny kills himself and he goes to hell and he goes to heaven first but then when he goes to hell hell is basically los angeles except there is just a giant fucking eye in the sky and it's supposed to be, now that I'm older and I've read Foucault, I'm like, oh, it's the Panopticon. But at the time, I was just, like, really struck by the idea that all these people in hell were basically waiting for their chance to get noticed so that they can maybe get out. And so they lived their lives in this just constructed performance. And that was really cool to me. And I'm kind of hoping that's the vibe we get from this version of hell. But I don't know what the fuck they're going to do in hell. I have no idea. I genuinely have no fucking clue. They could throw anything at us at this point. Yeah, they they really, I mean, and that's, and that's the thing. It really could have been the unicorn. And I would have been like, yeah. Yeah. All okay. right. Sure. Sure. Also, everybody keeps being like, who's going to be the next Tabitha vessel? And I'm like, you're Tabitha. You're Tabitha. Are there any <laughs> other, other Tabithas I should know about? Meow. meow. <laughs> and, like, you have to do the meow or it's yeah, not the full funny, bit. But it's really funny. It's just, okay. It's just not. Next episode. Ray starts a tech startup. Uh, read the terms of condition. <laughs> Ray makes one of his subordinates read fucking Get to him. No, okay. Here's here's the thing about terms and conditions, though, is that I think on either season three or four of America's Next Top Model, they literally do a challenge where they send the girls on a go-see, and the people in the office are challenging the girls to sign the contract, like, mm-hmm. really, and so they all just sign it really fast. And then Tyra comes in and she's like, you all just signed your, like, she's like, this is totally void. They're not legal contracts. Yeah. But had they been, you guys would have signed your lives away because you always need to read the terms and agreements, especially on contracts when you're working to make sure like your work won't get stolen, to make sure you won't be compromised. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, I cannot believe if everyone had just listened to Tyra, we wouldn't be in this fucking situation. Yeah. I mean, they make them dense on purpose. The, not to be not to not to have a Marxist analysis of determinant conditions, but yeah. they make them deliberately obfuscating on purpose, on thus placing the responsibility on the individual to read a bunch of deliberately yeah, obtuse. obtuse legalese, uh, rather than just having some clearly stated really important privacy laws and all the legal junk on the bottom. And uh, yeah, it's a systemic problem that we put responsibility on the individuals to fix, and that never fucking works. Uh, so, anyway, so see you next what, episode. What a fucking, what a pithy and relevant commentary. I yeah. hate you people so goddamn much. Big um, same. Everybody, uh, keep up the good work, everybody. Keep up the good work. Oh, we what? are, are going to be doing a live oh, for right. the finale. I'm not sure what day yet. We usually record on Wednesdays. If the finale is on the 20th and we leave for Disney World on the 24th. Well, we could do it. What are you doing on the 22nd or the 23rd? I can I can ask for I I can I can come up the twenty third probably. Okay, so plan for the live show on May twenty third. It'll probably be closer to seven because yes. we have a really early flight on Friday. Oh yeah. So we will see you then. Hell yeah! See you then. Good night, everybody. Good night.